Good morning. My name is Mike. Every Friday, I talk with podcasters, producers, authors, and those in the audio entertainment business. We talk about what got them into this crazy world, who they are currently listening to, and where they think the industry is going. We're going to have a few laughs. We're going to share a few ideas. And if you find it entertaining, please hit that subscribe button. You can find more at my website, oddpod.ca. Now, sit back, grab a coffee. Each one of these people has a different story. Each one is a little bit odd in their own way. And that's why I call this the Odd Pod. Today, we're going to sit down with Will Conway of Hey Baggage Claim. And Will has a travel podcast that is, um, well, it's scripted, and I think you're going to like it. So let's hop into it. You ever used uh, StreamYard before? No, first time. It seems like pretty cool, uh, pretty cool piece of software. Yeah, it's not bad. It's uh, 25 bucks US a month. Nice. So right. that works at like 32 Canadian, and then yeah. it records the video like we're doing here, records the audio, stores it for 15 days, and then I can download it at the end and, and save it for... My that's purposes. perfect that's perfect yeah. yeah i like that i like that that's good uh good to be chatting yeah so you're you're in uh toronto i think right i well i'm just outside toronto really i'm in, actually in brampton okay cool cool maybe you've heard of it i have not i have oh. not my uh my understanding of canadian geography is limited to quebec <laughs> oh like are you from montreal no no my uh my girlfriend is so i've been up here for six months or so um and then outside that, I've spent almost zero time in Canada. So really, yeah, yeah. It's oh, been, well, uh, Montreal's awesome. Like Montreal's Montreal's fun. Montreal's amazing. Montreal's yeah. great. It's uh, obviously it's a weird time to be exploring a new place, but uh, it's been nothing but incredible. Oh, and the shutdown doesn't help either because now it's eight p.m. or after you get a six thousand dollar fine. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> as of tonight or tomorrow night. That's last night. I think it was. Was it last night? Oh, I might have yeah. broken that one. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, my buddy's a YouTuber in Montreal and he's got like four hundred thousand subs and oh nice. All nice. he does is he bitches about Montreal all the time. <laughs> Constantly. That's you know, that's his gig. You know, I feel in any city there everybody has um there's a subset of people who find a way to make that city the worst city in the world. And they're right about whatever they're saying, right? But that, oh, Detroit's terrible for these, oh, Detroit's a bad example, because it is, but Los <laughs> Angeles is the worst for like these five reasons. Well, yeah, but it's also 75 and sunny. You can drive down to the beach in a Jeep Wrangler every weekend, like it's not that bad, come on. You know, there's like that type of thing going on. Yeah, yeah well, you know, I'm a glass half empty kind of guy. <laughs> fair, fair. I'm not exactly an optimist, but I'm, I'm a bit on the pessimist side. But it's funny as I as I live here, I definitely like Toronto. I enjoy Toronto. Brampton's not bad. It's got lots of fantastic restaurants. It's just you got to drive everywhere, and I'd rather ride my bike or walk or to take the subway or something. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of a city like this. It's so so walkable. Oh yeah, for sure. What part of uh, part of Montreal are you staying in? Uh, on the plateau, right off. Uh... Uh, St. Hubert Street, there's a couple between, a, like, right down from uh, Mount Royal. The big church. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Have you been up there, the big church? 
Uh, yeah, passed by it. I haven't been inside. Uh, inside it is they actually have behind a vault. Uh, they took one of the hearts of the saint. Um, really? Yeah. And uh, it, it was actually, oh, I forget what saint is, but you'll be able to look it up when you're done. Yeah. But it was stolen at one point. Someone stole the heart and demanded a ransom for it. And it was oh a God. big part of Montreal uproar. It was actually found in like a storage locker just a few years ago. I think it was missing for uh, 60 years or something. That could be completely off base here and someone's yeah, going to correct is, me. But... No, this is crazy. I, I'm going to look this up afterwards. This is wild. Yeah. Uh, it's the oratory, right? St. Joseph Oratory? Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's the name of it. Yeah, it's a very cool spot up there. I really like it. Actually, I like the whole downtown core right there. Plus, you got all the cool bagel shops. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. It's when they're open. I don't know. Yeah, which they were up until very recently. Yeah, so <laughs> where are you from originally? I'm from uh, outside New York City, Connecticut, originally uh, about 45 minutes by train, an hour by train outside New York City to the east. Oh, yeah, that's Casey Neistat's uh, uh, cottage town is in Connecticut. Yeah, yep. Yep, very, uh, very sort of like suburban little houses on a hillside style. <laughs> um, Close to the water? Uh, yeah, yeah, Long Island Sound, so it's like not the big waves, but uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty nice. Oh, dude, that'd be a blast. Oh my God, that was a great place to grow up and then spend five years. I mentioned Los Angeles because uh, I lived there for five and a half, what was it, five years, something like that. And uh, yeah, kind of been all over the place. Oh, that's cool. So give me the two minute spiel on your podcast here. What's going on with it? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So uh, so I just launched a show called Baggage Claim. Uh, Taglines, travel stories no one tells. And they are really on the face. They're these immersive, usually pretty short, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Shortest episode so far is like 7, 7.30-ish. Um, so you're kind of in and out quickly, but they're these these immersive travel stories. So you, you're kind of sound designed to come into the world with me. Um, hopefully powerful and thought-provoking is sort of the idea. Some of them are funny, like the fourth episode's me just failing to find a bathroom for eight minutes. Basically, it's a, an eight-minute fart joke. But then you have, you have other episodes that are a little more intense or a little more uh, designed to sort of tell a story. And the, um, the podcast really designed at its core to tell a story over the course of time. So it's structured sitcom style in that um, each episode can stand alone if it needs to. Um, and if you come in at any point, you're not going to be sans context, context in a way that that episode doesn't make sense. Um, but having the history definitely, definitely adds up to something. The story is going somewhere, basically. What made you start like that podcast in particular? And is this your first podcast or you've done a few before? No, first one, first one. So just, uh, just getting into this, my, uh, I've always been a writer. So I'm actually coming into this from the angle of writing. Uh, so the, the figuring out how to sound design and tell a story verbally was actually, that was the learning curve. But, uh, from a writing standpoint, that piece came easily. Baggage Claim actually was originally a book that I just completely ripped apart and destroyed and turned into this uh, turned into this sort of audio experience. Yeah, it might make a fun audio book, but if you do it as a podcast, I guess it's the same thing. Yeah, and and you just get more. Um, yeah, I've learned. First of all, there are things that work and things that don't work from a sort of traditional writing story. Like things just don't quite convert in just the same way over to telling an audio story, especially when you're sound designing it. 
like if I I don't need to say like they're they're uh, they're horns honking. I can just they can just be horns honking, and you kind of build the picture out. Um, so the story is really designed to to pull you into this world, uh, yeah. a verbally, and then b just through the through the audio experience. No, dude, it sounds like a, it sounds like it'd be a lot of fun to listen to. And uh, so, how many episodes have you done so far? So I'm six episodes. Just launched a six episode on uh, Tuesday. Seven's coming out next Tuesday. And you, are you recording them week by week by week, or do you have a bunch in the can? I have about twenty five done. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. So we're just going week by week. Um, that said, I'm I'm finding I get a little finicky the week that an episode's coming out. So there's a lot of ones with uh, construction tape around them at the moment. Yeah, I yeah I know that feeling. I have a bunch in the can as well too, and I look back at them. I'm like, geez, it's needs a bit of work or the story gets lost just as we're going along with it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And as I see the reactions, I start to figure out sort of what's working and what's not. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's been so much fun to play with. And can I ask what kind of downloads have you hit so far? What kind of milestones have you hit with the podcast so far? Has it been well received? Yeah, it's been pretty well received better than I was expecting this early. The, um, so I can generally expect 150 on the first day and then the episodes that are just breaking uh, the month barrier right now are at about 500. Dude, uh, those are super numbers. For, for this early, I feel good about them. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. The, the idea is for that trend line to keep, uh, keep hopping in the right direction. Yeah, well, I think they said you can monetize at 136 and above if that's your average. So once you reach like 136 and then you start going up, that's when you can start seeking out sponsors. Yeah, I have um, a little bit of a weird thing, which actually might be a good topic of the conversation of conversation for uh, for the show. Is my plan is actually not to touch sponsorship and go direct to to membership, um, which is a pretty aggressive move. Uh, but that's that's what I'm going for. So we'll see how that works. Yeah, I saw that on your website. So heybaggageclaim.com, and then yeah. you're talking about the membership what exactly is the plan for the membership part yeah yeah so what i've essentially realized is the research i've done shows that shows are basically able to convert two to five percent of listeners into members when they're proactively doing it which i'm not right now i'm just in in growth mode um so first of all you know 12 minute story that's like an intense audio design do you want do you really want me to sell you dockers like four minutes into that you know what i mean like it just didn't quite feel didn't quite feel right so um the idea from a membership standpoint was i'm just going to build relationships as aggressively and effectively as i can in every episode i have a text message um call to action basically instead of asking people to subscribe or do whatever they i find they tend to do that on their own um, I'm asking folks to text in when those people do, I call them personally. So like I end up with a personal relationship with each one of those people, which is pretty cool. And then the, uh, I have a whole bunch of episodes that like didn't quite make the cut for me in terms of being in the general release. So there's basically the membership includes things like bonus episodes. It also includes things like, um, I have a pretty intense blog going. So there's additional blog content behind that wall. 
uh, as well as like ask me anything and uh, video chats and various things that'll be exclusive to members. And then uh, what you... right now it's all hypothetical. No, too early to even be pushing it. Well, that's why I was curious. Like, why uh, I understand why you'd want to go through your own website and memberships because you can skip the middleman of say Patreon. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm just curious why you would skip Patreon. Like, it's a WordPress site, I think. No, no, right? it's Nation Builders, a company I used to used to work at. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Are you a web guy by trade then, or? No, I so I am a political organizer by trade. Actually, I worked in politics for the first, directly in politics on campaigns for the first like two, three years of my, my career, and then went to Nation Builder, which is sort of the underlying infrastructure behind a lot of political campaigns. So it'll be like the American Heart Association, all their advocacy work happens on Nation Builder. Um, so my my background is in organizing and building relationships and leveraging relationships when people enjoy what you're doing. So that I'm trying to basically structure it that way. So that website, if you sign up, that goes into what is essentially a CRM. Same thing if you text in, same thing if you sign up for email, same thing if you do anything that engages with me in some way, uh, I see it and I'm basically able to sort of try to cultivate that relationship as, as effectively as I can from there. Okay. So yeah, just... I figured the, the easiest way to go here was to just be candid about what I'm trying to do. So like on the oh, for sure. membership page, there's just like a four minute video of me being like, the membership's not that cool. Just if you want this show to keep going, I need you to help <laughs> basically is it. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that, from my perspective, the idea is um, develop relationships as effectively as I can, put out the best content as I can, talk to as many people as I can. And if the world decides I should keep the show going, I will. If not, I'll go get a big boy job again. A big boy job, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got one of those. <laughs> oh, brutal, brutal. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, look, it's it's such – it's been – I had this opportunity with this time It's that's an – odd and maybe insensitive way to look at what's happened in the last eight months. I've realized that I have an opportunity to do something I've always really wanted to do, which is tell stories. That's kind of always been the core of who I was. I quit my job two years ago to go on the trip, which is the story of the show. And I figured telling that story was the best way to spend this time, you know? And so yeah, well, that's what we're going with. This time is a gift. It, it, it is. In some ways, it really is. Yeah, we've all been blessed to kind of enjoy time with family or to do yeah. something like take out those hobbies that we've always wanted to take up. I think it's a fantastic time. Yeah. But then again, you and I are in a privileged little group where we don't have to worry about living in an apartment with three or four other people or not having benefits to worry about bills and all that shit. Yeah. But, yeah. So you traveled for two years, and these are the stories of those two years. Is that what you're? Yeah. So I ultimately I traveled from I quit my job in July of 2019. So I guess last, 18 months ago I quit my job and got on an airplane to Colombia. And the so the baggage claim name is sort of a double meaning. One is the idea of like. It's travel stories, but it's not it's not the romantic travel stories. It's not like the four best beaches in Bali or whatever. It's it's um it's like the weird, funky, kind of awkward moments that happen on the road. 
I just thought that it's just a complete untold story. And it was actually what I fell in love with traveling. And then uh, the other side of that is I feel like everybody in their late 20s, I was 28 when I made that call, is trying to figure out what the hell they're doing. And uh, so the the idea of the, the idea of the show was to just show up authentically and be like, I thought I had it figured out. My resume looked pretty good. I decided one day that wasn't true. I got an airplane, and this is me trying to figure it out. And so that's essentially what the show is. Yeah. So when you said you're a writer, so are you writing for other mediums right now, or is everything invested in this right into your every, podcast? Every everything I'm doing is in this. I actually just had a short story published in a small. American college uh, lit mag like a week ago, but uh, for that was mostly stuff I was doing before the podcast. It's like just churning out, but uh, yeah, pretty much right now everything I'm doing is the podcast. And are the podcast scripted? Uh, Yeah, yeah, pre-scripted, pre-written. They're if in words they would come out to some are shorter, some are longer, but two to six thousand words. So like basically short stories for each one of them. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I sound design, I'm kind of rewrite based on what's working sound design wise. Each episode probably took a week about. Okay. So I see the transcript up on your website. So that's every episode is going to have its transcript. Yep. Every episode has a transcript, which is easy to do in my case, right? Because I know that can be kind of a pain in the butt for a lot of podcasters, but uh, I wrote these in advance. And then as I was recording and changing words, um, I just go back and, and edit that document. And have you ever thought of using Medium as another tool to send people Yeah, back? yeah, I have a Medium account that's actually not nothing. I have a couple hundred followers on there and haven't really leaned into it uh, for the podcast. I My whole blog for my trip, which was like 15 posts, all that's on, on Medium. But yeah, okay. I actually, I want to reactivate Medium. So what, do you, uh, what are you listening to now, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I've kind of the the old old studies that's going to be revisionist history and uh, American this American life. But then, uh, in terms of build up for this for this show and sort of baggage claim, really rides. The, I haven't been able to genre identify it, but it really rides the line of uh, audio drama. And from that standpoint, it's going to fit, I think, pretty firmly into like, it's more of an audio drama than it is like a narrative nonfiction. It, it relate, if you like something like Forest 404 or the left right game, you're probably going to be really into it. Um, so though that's that's the answer on the other side of the equation. I, for the left right game, I think it's one of the best audio experiences I've ever had. Really? Yeah, it's like a thriller. It was actually originally, I think, a written story um, that appeared like on a Reddit thread somewhere and then turned into this really well-produced, um, I think it's uh, Q-Code, or it's, I think Q-Code produces it. But um, yeah, it's one of the best. Uh, it's kind of like a thriller immersive audio. It's unbelievable. A left-right left, right game podcast. Yeah. yeah. I've never heard of it before. Yeah, it's it's um I think it's one and done. I think it was just basically like a one season run. Um, but it was it was phenomenal. It came out in the spring. Yeah, uh 2020 fiction podcast written by yeah. Jack Anderson based on his series. Has anyone heard of the left right game? Originally posted in No Sleep Sub. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Episode 10 episodes. 
Yeah, yeah, and phenomenal listening experience. That, really? that one blew me away. Yeah, I was listening to that as I was uh, designing my show, and I listened to the first episode of that after I designed like the third episode of my show, and uh, I was like, "Oh shit!" I have to like go back and rewrite, like <laughs> re-record, rewrite like half of my show because this just gave me so many ideas. Yeah, um, I don't know if you're listening to my podcast before this, but I had this guy in here called Nick Harder, and he had a podcast called Out of Trouble. Well, he still has it. And it's just him walking around uh, San Francisco talking to like homeless people and odd people in general. Yeah. And the same thing is a bit like an audio drama where he drops in the sound effects after. Yeah. (laughs) It's just really fun to listen to if you got the time. I'm going to check that out. I, that actually, I have an episode coming up late, late in my season, um, which actually sounds a lot like that. It's called uh, Jesus Christ wears a Quicksilver tea. <laughs> and, uh, he, um, so, okay, I live in this apartment with my girlfriend. It's a wonderful little space right on the plateau. It's like this nice little neighborhood. For some reason, right next door, the building there has become occupied primarily by people who are right on the verge of homelessness. Um, which is good. I'm glad it exists, but it is, it's kind of an, an enigma in this neighborhood. And there was a guy whose window was right across this way from, um, from here. And he'd throw up his uh, window every morning and proclaim that he was Jesus Christ. And as, uh, one does. Yeah. as one does, you know, I've done that more than a few times, but <laughs> never works out the way I wanted to. Anyway, no. So, um, Ended up just having the most bizarre experience with this guy. Um, so I want to I want to check out uh, that guy's podcast. That sounds really cool. Yeah, Nick Harter. He's a really super nice dude too. Nice, nice. Just actually, he used to do an internship with NPR. Oh, nice. So you can really see that style of podcasting, I guess, built into his his work. So, what do you record with? Like, are you? I guess if you're writing all this, you're scripting all this, and then you're going to record it. And then you're going to edit it. Like, what are you using for your hardware and editing software? Yeah, I'm in the process right now of upgrading from uh, GarageBand to Logic. Um, so that's I just just promoted myself in in that in the software category. And then uh, on the uh, hardware side, I have a Yeti, which I hate. So it's time to upgrade that too. You mean this mic? <laughs> yeah, there it is. There it is. Which is funny. I also use GarageBand, and I yeah. also use Logic. But I, I haven't figured out Logic yet. Like GarageBand's really easy, but for me, when I switch to Logic Pro X, I'm like, what the hell is happening? I use Final Cut all the time, like Final Cut Pro. Yeah, because I make a lot of YouTube videos. But Logic Pro is just I was completely. I did not think it was logical at all when I looked <laughs> at it. I was like, what the I'm, hell? I'm a little nervous. I haven't dove in yet. I also feel that I have not even made remote use of GarageBand. So like, I'm still finding things every day well that's the thing you're running a single track podcast it's your voice and then you have the sound effects and you have a couple of layers you know you're talking three or four layers tops there's no reason Mm. for you to go to final or to logic pro x unless Uh, you're going to do a multi-channel podcast yeah it's so the the episode i have up right now which is me rebuilding what's coming out next tuesdays we're at 14 which is a little grimy (laughs) Yeah, it's getting it's getting rough. I, it, just as I come up with new ideas, I'm like, maybe it would be cool if somebody yells in the background right here. And then, like, 
I have to go find somebody yell or yell into a mic and change the pitch, change the voice. It just gets out of control. <laughs> so your episodes are numbered uh, 1.1, 1.2. Does that mean season one episode? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good yep. way to do it too. Yeah. Basically I'm giving myself one season. If it continues to work, we'll start doing two dot, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. And what inspired your artwork for the backgrounds? That was just me. Okay, I have a number one recommendation for anybody wanting to play around with podcasts. Are you familiar with Canva? Yeah. I love Canva so much. I pay $12 a month for this thing, and it blows me away. It's the best graphic design. I did all my logo, my website. Um, I have these stupid little videos that I put out. It'll take like a 15, 20-second little riff from one of the episodes. And sort of sound design it and uh, then adds adding graphics so i'll have a little like stick figure getting really sad or like going through an experience of some kind i found them to be really effective people seem to be super into it but canva is where i built everything and i, I love it now you said you were in new york before I'm, I'm currently in montreal i'm from outside new york i've lived there for a bit have you ever noticed have have you ever heard of keith herring Keith Herring. I saw you just put it in the chat here. No, I'm not sure. Not Look up his art. It looks a lot yeah. like what you have there. Does it really? Yeah, it's really interesting. His stuff is, uh, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, that looks a lot like Keith Herring, who's also in New York. He makes like these characters. And I wonder if I can share Ooh, my screen. Yeah, I'm on his <laughs> website here. I Well, I, you know I love what he's doing. That's great. Yeah, it's a really, he's a really interesting artist. He was big in the 80s and stuff. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So what's the, what's your plan for the channel? Like, what do you want to keep doing with it? Or what do you want to take it? And what do you think it's going to do for you in your future? Like, you're still fairly young. You're under 30 by the looks of it or by the sounds yeah. of it. So. Yeah. Coming up uh, 30 in March. I'm, uh, yeah, so the, the general, from a storytelling perspective, the stories are going to get more and more uh, intense, both sometimes Sometimes in the genre of being a just much more intense experience, but other times just being, I've, I found later, as my episodes went later, I found this, this sort of like niche skill set of creating something that felt more, almost like sleep stories that you hopefully don't fall asleep to. Like they're almost meditative in a certain sort of sense. And those episodes, I'm really excited to start diving into those and uh, into getting into figuring out how to really make that work. Cause I ultimately think that's where the show is going. Um, and the show, the show and what I'm trying to do ultimately is tell a story rooted around empathy and the human experience. The world we live in right now, I think empathy is not uh, front and center quite in the way that it maybe should be and sort of human understanding of one another. And the show is designed to take people into a place where they can find empathy with other people and that's that's ultimately that's the story i want to tell mm -hmm. and so the the show like i um the show starts with me alone and sad in an airport confused as to why i'm in this place and it's just like the first episodes this is just complete sad boy episode and then you slowly find out like i had a fiance and that relationship didn't work out for various reasons the whole thing fell apart and then um it sort of starts to build back up as i do increasingly bizarre things on this trip 
that like I end up in the middle of the Amazon rainforest doing ayahuasca and like there's two episodes that are just like an intense psychedelic experience <laughs> so they're they i think from that standpoint the show is gonna get wilder and wilder and then everything that's built around the show all the videos all the uh blog posts they're all designed really to tell different versions of that same story so that's that's ultimately what i'm going for if anybody is curious human empathy matters and it's possible to find it you now don't have to listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. You're not wrong. I mean, it's, you learn a lot about yourself when you travel. Yeah. That's what it comes down to, especially if you travel alone. Yeah. And then you really kind of discover what you're made of. And at that age at 30 or 20, like late twenties, early thirties, yeah. you're progressing from, you know, you're no longer a kid, but right. you're no, you're not really an adult. Yeah. You might have the body of an adult and the abilities of an adult, but you haven't really <laughs> earned your way yet. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a real good way to, I think traveling is the best way to discover yourself. But then when you travel, like I say, you learn empathy, you learn to kind of rely on yourself and learn your own personal strengths. And then that's what really makes you into the person that you become. No, that's exactly, so, yeah, it's, that's exactly right, Mike. And you um, just take less for granted the easy, obvious comforts in life. So like, I, just, I remember having these absolutely bizarre experiences of like, I can't actually do anything right now because I lost my debit card oh. and Bank of America is not taking calls from Columbia. Like that doesn't, they don't do that. And then, so I had to call through to my brother who is in New York and then he called Bank of America. And then we were on this like weird, bizarre three-way call where they could hear half what I was saying. And then like, they didn't believe that I was me, obviously, because I was like three-way calling into Bank of America's support. And then, so like for basically two weeks, I was just stuck in the middle of the Tatakoa desert in the middle of like rural Colombia because I couldn't leave because I had no money because I couldn't get in touch with Bank of America. <laughs> so just like these bizarre, weird things happen to you. Like I just have no solution to this problem, which I think is, I think, I think we need more of that, like less Netflix and chill and a little more kind of get your ass kicked from time to time <laughs> yeah uh, well yeah it's when you've only got five bucks your name and you've got two weeks to try and figure out where you're gonna go it can yeah yeah, yeah. that's when you rely on the kindness of strangers so to speak yeah exactly exactly or, and that's yeah. when you realize that people are incredible as long as you be incredible to people they'll be amazing back it's great yeah yeah it's a give a give and take society so when all this is done where's the next place you're gonna go Ooh, um, there is a, a long-standing debate uh, between my girlfriend and I. Um, my two desires, hers is Southeast Asia, and mine is either biking across Europe or like feet in the Mediterranean in Greece and then up to like Estonia and then across and over to the Iberian Peninsula or Africa. Uh, those yeah, are the, that sounds like fun. Um, but you've only been to Montreal in Canada? Anything west. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to throw at you. I'm like, have you ever heard of a place called Tofino? Nope. No, it's on Vancouver Island, and it's like one of Canada's only surf spots. I've heard incredible things about Vancouver Island. Oh, yeah, that's where my wife and I have been there a few times. Like, we went to Tofino for our honeymoon. I have a warehouse out in Tofino like for my regular job, so I go out there as often as possible. And this is is this island like tiny, like like a hundred people or less? 
No. No, no, no. Okay, there is an island out there, and I have a former coworker who. Oh yeah, sure. There's Salt Springs Island. There's Gabriola Island. Sure, sure. Yeah, I have no idea what I'm talking about. But yeah, he lives on one of those islands, and it's like him and three other families. So it's gonna be like, oh, you must know this guy. Yeah, they're like little um, communes, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. My office is out in a place called Duncan, which is they call it Funkin' Duncan, but it's the totem pole capital of Canada. So they go out there and they have all these totem poles and stuff. But when you go to Tofino, it's just a wild place. But I mean, if you're in Canada and you got time to kill, you may as well just like drive the Prince Edward Island and dip your toe in the Atlantic and drive it to Tofino and dip your toe in the Pacific. That that I would love to do too. Yeah, and you can say that you've never left the country, so you don't have to worry about breaking any COVID barriers. That's fair. That's you fair. Know, hop That's in a car fair. and just drive. It's on the short list. I also, just at the very least, getting up to sort of like Newfoundland and Labrador and all that. I just that I haven't done. Sort of up and around. Newfoundland won't let you in right now, anyway. Yeah. It's when you go to Newfoundland, they they basically they'll grill you, even in the best of times. Oh really? Oh yeah. They wash your car and shit. Like the last time we were there, they they you know they they wash all the soil and stuff off your car before you go through because they don't want to contaminate the. The natural environment. Oh, right, right, right. And any case that you might like bring in some outside plants yeah. or vegetation. Oh, beautiful, cool place, but everything's expensive. And mm. yeah, Newfoundland, I put Newfoundland on my short list. I mean, you're in Canada, like you got time to kill. Yeah. Yeah. You can't you can't go to the States right now. You can't really travel. So nope. No interest in going to the States at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, dude, I think I got everything I needed for here. Where can people find you online? Like, where, uh, I guess the website's the most obvious choice. Yeah. So, heybaggersclaim.com. It's heybaggersclaim on basically every platform with the exception of Instagram, which is baggageclaimpod. And then uh, I'm just at Hey Will Conway. So, it should be super easy. Um, and yeah, those are the, those are the primary ways. Oh, cool. Well, listen, Will, I really enjoyed this. I thought this was a blast. Short and sweet. I still got a bit of beer to finish here. <laughs> me but, too. Uh, me too. Well, thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate it. I don't have a sponsor Cheers. yet, but I want them to sponsor. Cheers. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Rolling yeah, well, uh, sponsor. I am so far behind on this podcast. This probably won't come out till like Valentine's Day or something. No, so, no, that's that's uh that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah well, are, let me upload, know. We'll go with it. Do you upload once a week? Once a week. Yeah, every okay. Tuesday. Every okay. Tuesday. It's uh, it's wild. I, so the first six episodes were um, were really tight, and I sort of knew, I knew they were ready to go, and I was like, oh, I have time to make sure the other episodes are sort of ready to go, and then, uh, you know, here we are. <laughs> so I, uh, I, have, I have crazy amount of just sort of like rebuilding. They they're all like done ish, but they just kind of need a reconstruction. So. All right, dude. Well, listen, it's you're gonna have a blast. I mean, when did you show up in Montreal? Like, when did you land there? Uh, July, July, a little after Fourth of July, US. I think it was like July six or seven, something like that. Okay. And how long are you staying there till I guess till the COVID lifts? I guess. I guess indefinitely. I I mean, I live with my girlfriend. We have an apartment here. I'm kind of just living. Uh, with no intentions of going back. So um, I honestly, I think the next thing that we'll do is get on a plane, go somewhere else. Okay. And parlez-vous français? Nope. Not even a little, (laughs) not even, not even a small amount. 
Well, like I was trying to respond with, I don't speak French. And then I realized I forgot how to say it as I was trying to say it. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah it's no Part of means, do you speak French? Yeah, no, no, no. I figured, but I was going to respond. <laughs> and it, yeah, just not even there. Je ne parle français. I think that's it. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, something like that. Or ma français comme si, comme si. South America. I spent all this time learning Spanish. And then I showed up here and I was like, ah, oh, shit, I have to restart. <laughs> Oh, my Spanish is even worse. <laughs> oh, I can barely order a beer in like Spanish, so yeah, tennis and cervezas. Yeah, hey, dude, this is fun. Thanks for your time. Um, I really enjoyed this, and we'll chat on Twitter again. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate you having me. All right, All right thank dude. you so much. Appreciate it, Mike. Thanks for joining us on that. I really enjoyed it. Now these episodes do get edited, so I don't get completely banned from the internet. If you would like to hear the unedited version, please visit my Patreon page at patreon.com slash theoddpod. You can find more details at my website, oddpod.ca. If you'd like to be on the show, please email me at mike at oddpod.ca. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your day. But before you go, stick around. Quick little bonus story. I've done a bit of traveling myself in the past, and uh, this is just one of them. Now, here's the thing. When I, when you travel alone, you really learn to rely upon yourself. And once you learn to rely upon yourself and what you're capable of, you then start to help other people. And that's something that I learned when I used to live in Korea. I kind of woke up on a whim one day and decided, all right, I'm going to be an English teacher in Korea. And I was literally... From the time I thought that to the time I landed in Seoul, it was maybe a week later. It was that fast. I mean, they overnighted the tickets, and I was at the airport, and blammo, I was there by myself in a country where I did not speak the language, the complete opposite end of where I lived. And a funny story, though. As soon as I land, well, not as soon as I land, but once I get comfortable in this new teacher's office, Another teacher comes in, and we're shooting the shit, and I'm like, so where are you from? And she's like, oh, I'm from Toronto. I'm like, I'm from Toronto. And then I'm like, well, she's like, actually, really, I'm just from a little bit up north of Toronto. And I said, that's where I'm from. It's just up north of Toronto. And then it turned out that not only did we live in the same town, but we lived on the same street, and my parents bought the house off her parents. We actually shared the same room. So here we are in Seoul, South Korea, from the same small town, the same house on the other side of the world. How was that for serendipity? Okay, now I'm done. Come back next week. Maybe I'll have an Aristale and <sighs> Maybe we'll have another tale or a story. Combine story and tale, you get stale. And that's just what I do. Goodbye. <laughs>